Salam, salam from San Gervas. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 24th of February, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Let's kick off this week's episode with some good news. The Great Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, Gerd, officially started generating electricity on Sunday, the 20th of February. Dam is the work of all Ethiopians since it was largely funded by citizens who bought bonds. Gerd started operating and is currently using only one of its third turbines, which is capable of generating 375 megawatts of power. Gerd has been built on the Nile River, which spans a handful of East and North African countries. Ethiopia is an upper basin for the river, which means that the river flows downstream towards other countries, most importantly, Sudan and Egypt. These two had strictly opposed the construction of the dam, tried to stop it for fear, decrease in volume of water that reaches their territories that the volume of water that reaches their countries will at least temporarily decrease. However, Ethiopia still maintains it is fully entitled to the dam since water bodies within its borders contribute 84% of the water to the Nile River. Neither Egypt nor Sudan were going to sit quiet after hearing the news of Gerd generating power. Egypt's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Sameh Shukri, and Sudan's representative for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs said that what Ethiopia did goes against the agreement that the three countries signed in 2015, which prohibits them from making, taking any actions unilaterally. However, the inauguration ceremony, Prime Minister Abiyya congratulated the two countries. He said the dam would benefit them as well. He also thanked them and said that the dam's operations won't limit water from flowing into the two countries. United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs revealed a situation reported this past week that's been going on in the north. In Afar, there's conflict at the border with Tigray and on the road that connects Mekele, capital of Tigray, and Sumera, the capital of Afar. There's a humanitarian crisis in the region. Hundreds of thousands are living in shelters after being forced to flee. On Saturday the 19th, there was an aerial attack in Tigray. According to the Situation Report, partners for the UN could not find out how many people were killed in this attack. Humanitarian aid cannot reach the region's northern areas due to the conflict, so there are tens of thousands of residents who are not receiving any kind of aid. And, making things even worse for the WHO's medical donations, they aren't reaching remote areas of the region due to fuel shortages. In the Amhara region, there's relative peace. However, there is tension at the border with Tigray. Civilians are being forced to flee from the area, just like Afar. This is not a stable area, so it has become difficult to provide help. National dialogue might solve this and many other problems, which is the reason why the House of People's Representatives voted to establish National Dialogue Commission. Last week, we told you about how the Ethiopian Political Party Council opted for the postponement of this establishment. However, this week, on Monday the 21st, the House incorporated 11 commissioners and elected Professor Mesfin Adia as chair and Hirud Gebrezalesi as the deputy chair. Speaking to the House of People's Representatives, it held its third emergency session this year. Prime Minister Abiy addressed a lot of issues in the session, talked about the conflict in the North, said that there hasn't been any form of negotiation with the Dry People's Liberation Front, TPLF, but he said that this does not mean that there will not be in the future. He also said that he considers the Dialogue Commission a form of negotiation. Prime Minister also explained the decision to drop charges against alleged war criminals and political activists. He said that after considering the conditions that the prisoners were in, he realized that forgiving must become a national tradition. He said he dropped the charges to bring sustainable peace and secure victory over the TPLF. 
The drought in the southern and eastern parts of the country was also a part of the discussion. BA said that when it comes to saving people's lives, providing food and medicine is a short-term solution. However, he claimed that the best way to protect lives in the long run was to preserve water, create market connections, and use cloud seeding technologies. He also talked about efforts to bring back Ethiopians stranded in Saudi Arabia, saying that it requires special care because most of them migrated illegally and do not have passports. A few minutes walk north from Parliament where the House of People's Representatives assembled, you will find the martyrs statue commemorating Ethiopians that were executed 85 years ago on the 19th of February. During the Italian occupation period, Italian General Rodolfo Grazini and his colleagues were celebrating the birth of a prince at the former residence of Emperor Haile Selassie I, when two men from Eritrea, Bogus Askedom and Abre Deboch, threw bombs and injured Graziani and his followers. Enraged by this, Graziani ordered an atrocious summary execution of all Ethiopians. 30,000 were killed in just three days. This tragic day is commemorated every year on the 9th of February. Three months ago, in Nairobi, Kenya, businessman Samson Tekle Michael was abducted. He has not been found since. This past week, his family and friends, as well as Ethiopians living in Nairobi, held a demonstration demanding that Kenyan law enforcement find him. Protesters held signs that read justice for Sammy and where is my friend Sammy? Ethiopia's ambassador in Kenya, Melis Alem, said that his office has requested that Kenyan government inform the embassy where he is. When the news of the abduction broke out, Kenyan police said that they would follow the case closely, but after that, nothing has been heard from the police or the government. Kenyan telecom company Safaricom, which is the only private telecom company allowed to work in Ethiopia, has shown the media what its brand new 100 million U.S. dollar data center looks like. It was built on the outskirts of Addis, will hold information of clients, once the company starts operating, Safaricom said that voice call messages and internet data trials have been conducted successfully. The company announced that it will also work on 5G technology, will invest $9 billion U.S. dollars in the next 10 years, and expects to have 50 million clients in Ethiopia. The company has also said that it plans to start operating by early April. For this week's book recommendation, we have political activist and Balderas President Eskinder Noga's new book, Sengu Hager, which translates to a persevering nation. He wrote the book during his time in prison. It analyzes in-depth politics in Ethiopia but beyond, including the war in the North, last year's election, and the Arab Spring. Eskinder had previously released two books entitled Victory to Democracy and Election 97. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We shared Ethiopia's top stories of the week. Now it's your turn to spread the word about these updates. Tell your friends and let us know your thoughts and ideas on Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao.